Greetings from the management of MuppetHub.com. This podcast is produced by adult Muppet fans for adult Muppet fans and may include some language that is not suitable for young listeners. After all, Jared is Australian. All right, management boys, what the f*** is that supposed to mean? For your convenience, we have censored all profanity. But with the recent news about the Happy Time murders, we will be discussing mature subject matters. So keep that in mind. And now, on with the show. One little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation. Right at the start of everything that's new, one little spark lights up for you. Oh! Salutations from the official dream finder of the Walt Disney Company. I'm the one who dreams up new projects for our company to create using our properties. Oh, I do love all these franchises. Star Wars, that's a good one. Everything we collect can inspire amazing and marvelous ideas. And you never know what kind of fandom you may wind up with. Why, here's one of my favorites. A bunch of nerds, obsessed with Muppets, who don't believe they're too old for puppets. Henson's disciples, with Kermit as their emblem. And what a wiki! It's Muppet Fandom! A fandom of our intellectual property. Why, Dreamfinder, I've got it all! Ah-ha! Huh? I'll throw in a dash of annoying know-it-all. Now, look, Fandom. The Muppet performers could use a project to work on. Can they imagine too? No, that's not allowed. Oh. I think we should have a new Muppet show on television. So, here's an idea. The Muppet Gang, back in the theater, with modern songs and less frank as characters. Comet steps down as Clifford takes the spotlight. It's all brand new. Here come the Muppets tonight. Uh, Wait a minute, I don't understand. You're advertising it as brand new, even though its selling point is that it's kind of the same. Yes, that's right. It's the Muppet Show all over again, but now with more mediocrity. I'm not sure that's as appealing as you think it is. I mean, if you're so imaginative, can't you come up with something a bit more fresh? Why, of course I can. If it's freshness you want, here's an idea for a show that's even more modern. Today's big stars, you'll see a plenty on ABC in this mockumentary. The frog is back, and it's Deadly's time to shine. And there you have it. We've made the Muppet Show for a third time. (laughs) Okay, stop it. You can't just... Imagination. Stop it. These characters have a special kind of reality to them that I don't think you're getting. You can't just go and change their personalities in whatever way you find funny. You have to make sure they continue in their ongoing evolution as characters. That's why we need a show that's not just rehashed Muppet Show leftovers. Oh, but what would be new enough? What would be different enough? Hmm. Think, think, think. Oh, oh, I've got it. You're looking for some new Muppet content for your streaming service, right? Well, possibly. We haven't entirely decided. Then I know just the show you should make. Let's do... The Muppet Show again. 
uh, fandom say what now? It's perfect. Just make The Muppet Show exactly as it was in the 1970s. Uh, but fandom, I thought you wanted something more fresh and interesting. No, I just want the original Muppet Show again. But weren't you just talking about the importance of the evolution of these characters? I don't care. I just want the original Muppet Show again. You do realize that the Muppet Show was a product of its time, a time period with great music. And we don't have any of those 70s musicians alive these days, so it is literally impossible to recreate the lightning in a freaking bottle that was... I just want the Muppets to be exactly as they were when Mommy and Daddy were still together! Okay, wow. See, I solved your problem. Imagination, imagination. A dream can be a dream come true with just that spark from me and you. Imagination, Keep dreaming, but this won't pan out at all. Keep but your hopes are going to fall. It's plain to see your brain is very small, so keep dreaming that spark. But this won't pan out at all. Imagine a world world after that. Ladies, gentlemen, and everybody, it's time for Muppet Fans Talking with JD and Steve. Welcome to Muppet Fans Talking. Join us as Jim Henson fans from around the globe come together with commentary on the news and productions of the Jim Henson Company, Sesame Workshop, Muppets Studio, and beyond. Now, here's your host, or at least he's one of them, J.G. Hansel. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Blue Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode number seven of Muppet Fans Talking. And this week, we've got buckets of news to cover, so I hope you're strapped in. I feel like there was supposed to be a consistent metaphor in there somewhere, but that didn't happen. I'm J.D. Hansel of MuppetHub.com, and joining me is the furry and adorable... Steve Swanson of MuppetCast.com and FanPress.co. And my very favorite little pal... All right, unfortunately, that's me, Jared Faircloth of MuppetMindset.com. Jared, you and I haven't been on mic together in ages. How's it going? You know, I'm actually rather confused. And why is that? Well, it was just such a weird sketch to open with. You know, I mean, you, you basically took a shot at the entire fan community, including me, when you really ought to be building up some goodwill after you just abandoned us for a few months. Well, uh, okay now. First of all, we can discuss the possibility of a new Muppet show during the news segment. Second, I didn't abandon you guys, I just needed a leave of absence for reasons I will explain later. Third, that wasn't even the segment I wanted to do this week. I planned on doing a Happy Time Murder segment with Steve, but Steve doesn't believe in the Happy Time Murders movies. It's true, it's true. I do not believe in that, and you should not believe in it either. Okay, sorry, but when you say you don't believe in it, do you mean you have a moral objection to it, or that you're uncertain of like the existence of it? Yes, that that's it. I'm I'm uncertain of it. Actually, that that's I'm actually pretty certain about it. This movie does not exist. It's it's not happening. Oh, okay, that's 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 a strange position to take, and a stupid one, I might add. 
Every time I try to talk about a new news story about this movie, he's all, ha ha, you can't trick me with that crap again. I know this movie isn't real because I'm Steve Swanson and I know everything. Meh. He's been like this for over a year. Well, you forgot about the obla di obla da part, but yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. That's because of the way the Henson Company's been for nearly a decade. Look, when I was doing the Muppet cast, I had to be, you know, positive and optimistic about everything. Even the Fraggle Rock, that Fraggle Rock movie. Look, I, I kind of had to pretend everything would work out fine and we'd get everything we were promised, but everything they've ever promised about the Happy Time Murders movie since they first announced it in frickin' 2008 amounted to nothing. They've had loads of time to get it off the ground and they couldn't do it, so now that I'm Muppet Hub Steve Swanson, I can be frank and earnest. Which, aren't those two? No, they're, they're not Muppets. Anyways, not yet. I completely disavow this project. I do not believe it's happening. I've said before, and I'll say it again, I will only believe this when I'm sitting in the theater. No, no, take that back. They might cancel it while I'm in the middle of the first screening of this movie. So, I will only believe it when I see the credits roll at the end. Unless you've got undeniable and irrefutable evidence to the contrary, that is and will remain my position. You see what I have to deal with, Jared? It's like he's ignoring all the progress this film has made over the past year. It's it's crazy, what's wrong with this guy? I'm not the one who's been taken in by the media's lies, Mr. Hansel. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. You two just need to stop because you're both irritating me at this point. Uh, so here's what I reckon we do. Each of you is certain that you are obviously right and the other person is crazy, correct? Yes. That sounds like us. All right, then let's have a little debate. JD, you will attempt to prove the Happy Time Murders is really coming to theaters, which it definitely is. And Steve, you will try to prove the opposite because you're wrong. And I will be your unbiased moderator uh, just to keep things fair. Sound like a deal? Sounds like a deal to me. All right, let's virtually shake on it. Oh, Steve, did you did you did a spitting handshake? Well, over a microphone, yeah. That's what makes it binding. No, this is a Jim Henson podcast. A simple handshake is enough to establish trust. That's how Henson worked, so that's how we work. Why are you so gross? Oh, JD, you're being annoying, all right? Ten points from JD. Wait, what? We've already started round one? Why didn't you tell me? All right, questioning the referee just cost you another ten points. What? No, no! All right, fine, fine. Round one is on then. Steve, I think it's plain to see that I'm right about this one. Just think about it. They wrapped principal photography almost a year ago. They've shot everything, and Brian Henson was editing back in autumn. Now, the whole movie's been made, and it just needs to be released. If the movie is already basically completed, how could it possibly not premiere? Ah, uh, good question. JD, what would you say are the building blocks of a movie? Um, I guess I would say that a film is made up of different scenes. It's just a sequence of scenes. Very good, yes. Now, do you remember Tex Richmond's rap song from the 2011 Muppet movie? I do, yes. Well, there was a portion of that song that was cut from the film and released only as a bonus feature on the home video release. Do you remember that part, JD? Yes, that's where Tex Richmond reveals his backstory about what happened when he was a child. The Muppets were putting on a show for his party and he didn't laugh, so all the other kids mocked him. Exactly. Now, that scene was shot completely and edited nicely, was it not? Yes, that was a well-done scene, but I, I fail to see why you're wasting our time talking about a completely different movie. Well, you see, J.D., you grant that a scene can end up on the cutting room floor even when it has been shot and edited well. So, 
stands to reason from what you just told me that all of these scenes that make up a film, even when they have been shot and edited well, could end up getting cut. In other words, if deleted scenes exist and a film is made up of scenes, could there not also exist a deleted movie? Well, I... I mean, I don't know about... I, I don't really think... Uh, Jared, what do you have to say about this? Are you kidding me? I'm giving Steve this one. What? Are you kidding me? I thought you were on my side. Oh, no, I, I completely agree with you, but I would never be on your side. There's a, you know, there's a difference. You know, ten points to Steve. <sighs> and with that, let's just move on to Life Talk. Life Talk with J.D. Hansel. Okay, everyone, it is Life Talk. This is the part of the show where we talk about our personal lives. So, some of you may have been wondering where I've been for the past few months. I don't know where I've been. Where have you guys been? None of us have been podcasting. What's up with that? Actually, I do know a little bit about what Jared's been doing lately. Jared, you uh, you just had an interview with none other than Cookie Monster and Abby Cadabby. Is that right? I absolutely did. Just a couple of weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. Yes, and th- and there were platypi involved, which always makes it There fun. were platypi involved. So, Abby's been out here a couple of times, and last time she was out, uh, she kept on talking about the fact that she loved platypuses. So I thought it'd be fun to actually go and get her a little platypus toy. So I had to go around to my local Target, and I finally found one. Uh, and I'm told that uh, Leslie still has that little toy somewhere. Uh, <laughs> that she's sort of put somewhere that so that Abby can have a little platypus toy in the you know the background somewhere, like it like in the background of an episode of the show. Possibly, I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, fun! Oh, that would be cool. So that would be cool, but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So I, uh, I I learned a lot with that interview because when I first interviewed Cookie Monster a couple of years ago, I had three hours notice that I was doing that interview, mm. so I was completely underprepared. Yeah. With the Elmo interview last year, I had three weeks' notice, but ah. oh. I think I overprepared. I don't think I left room for, um, for sort of improv. I don't think I left. I had such an idea of how it was going to go that yeah. I had basically almost every joke planned out. And then when uh, Ryan Dillon didn't sort of stick to what I at least thought was going to happen, I sort of wavered a little bit and I got a little bit you know nervous and I don't think it really worked as well as it could have I still love it I still think it's a great interview yeah but it wasn't fantastic this time I had you know a fair amount of questions ready but I also thought this is all quite loose this can all just fall apart as much as it needs to and I'll find a way to make it work and so when I went to the interview the only things planned with that interview if you have seen it is uh, Cookie Monster eating my clipboard at the end, like he did back in 2016, mm-hmm. and that he would have an overreaction to a magic trick I did. And, uh, and but th- was it was a plan that Abby wouldn't react as well as... as so the plan was that Abby would think, you know, that's not even a magic trick. Because you see, it's not even a magic trick. So Abby would just say, you know, um, that's... As, as Leslie put it, you know, Abby would react accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, and then I said to David, but Cookie Monster, and he knew exactly what I was going to say. He said, Cookie Monster just loves it. I'm like, right. Then I said to him as we were setting up, you know, if you just feel free at any point to just derail this interview, 
And he looked at me. And he looked at me and went, really? I've gone, yeah. And he sort of gave me that look of, all right, you asked for it. And if you see the interview, the last pretty much two minutes, it's just me laughing while he just goes to town on this whole overreaction to the magic trick. And then he does it again when I pull out the platypus. And so, I mean, there is so much of those questions that I had written down that I didn't get to ask. And there's even a slight annoyance when he grabs my, um, when he grabs my clipboard and eats it, you can see that I look a bit angry at him. And yes, okay, that is acting, because I knew that was going to happen. But, like, 1% of it was real annoyance, because I had this one little bit I wanted to do that I didn't get to do, and now the whole thing was over. So... What was the bit that you didn't get to do? I'm curious. I... Oh, do you know what? I don't even remember at the moment. If I had the clipboard on me, I've still got it somewhere. (laughs) Um, I had a quiz thing that I still wanted to do, but I wasn't too fussed about that. And I had a bit about... Oh, I had a bit about feeding him a cookie... That's right. So I was going to feed him a cookie, and then I had these uh, goggles that I was going to put on, basically to shield myself. I was going to, like, take a cookie for Abby, basically, like, you know, uh, stand in front of her, shield her from all the crumbs, and then he was going to grab the clipboard after that. That was the whole bit that was planned. We had talked about that beforehand, but it just didn't happen. But I thought that would be a really funny ending. But still... Because I've learnt from the last couple of interviews, I knew just to go with it. And I think that five minutes, or almost six minutes, is probably the best thing that I've done on the website. Nice. Yeah, that one, I'm, I'm going to say that one even crosses the Arrested Develop Muppet, which was also very well done. And which got a lot of praise from, uh, from like real Muppet people, so to speak. Like, I think Peter Lindsay was So that one was really, that, that was amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And that sort of didn't get as much of a reaction publicly as I was kind of hoping. Um, but Peter was fantastic about it. So Peter, I originally asked to do the narration mm. for it. Uh, and he said no, which is fair enough. He said the only reason was, A, he thought my Ron Howard sort of thing was fine. And B, he thought if it was him, it might be misconstrued as an official Disney sanctioned right. um, parody. Yeah. And he didn't want... And A, he didn't want to get in trouble. He also didn't want me to get in trouble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really, really proud of that. I hope it gets a better reaction. I will probably post it again at some point. Um, so if you haven't seen it, uh, go watch it because I think it's great myself. Yeah, both of those videos are an absolute delight and everybody should see them. I believe you'll find links to both of them uh, in the show notes for this episode over at Muppet Hub, which can then send you over to the Muppet Mindset. But I, too, have uh, have posted a video recently, or at least I will have by the time you're listening to this. I've got my talk with Brian J. Jones up online now. It's actually been online for a while. I just have sort of waited to share it because, well, I don't know. I was I was waiting for the right time. I was waiting until it felt right. And I think this is the time, because this Brian J. Jones uh, event, rec- the, or the recording of it, is really the first content that I have up on this new YouTube channel that's just for myself, just a J.D. Hansel YouTube channel, which I'm planning on building up and turning into something uh, that I can use sort of as my main platform from now on. So let me explain what's going on here, just to get you all caught up. I've been away from podcasting and from the really from Muppet News and the Muppet fan world at large over the past 
several months for a variety of reasons. A lot of it just has to do with the fact that when I was trying to get out of the University of Maryland and graduate and all that stuff, that took a lot out of me. That was the most difficult semester. I was, I, I bit off way more than I could chew. The, really, this past year or so, the past 12 months or so, have possibly been the most difficult time period in my life for so many reasons. I've been doing too much, pushing myself too far, stressing myself out, had a number of disappointments, a few successes and a few great moments, but a lot of disappointments. And some of those disappointments, I hate to say it, are sort of related to Muppet and or puppet things. So I've sort of discovered through this rough, difficult time in my life that puppeteering isn't really what I want to be my thing anymore. I think for my whole life, I've been J.D. Hansel, that Muppet kid, or that puppeteer, J.D. Hansel, the guy who does the cool Kermit voice. Um, it's all been related to puppeteering and Muppet stuff, and that's nice, that's fine, but at the end of the day, I'm not primarily a puppeteer. Primarily, I'm a content creator now. I make things, I make cool things, videos and the like, and I'd like people to know me for that now. The Muppets are great, and I'm going to continue doing Muppet stuff. I'm going to keep on doing stuff for Muppet Hub, keep on doing these podcasts, keep on hanging out with Steve and Jared covering Muppet News, all that good stuff. But I need some independence. And that's why I'm going to start up a YouTube channel that's for me, a place where I can put up videos about whatever I like and start to sort of form my own identity as J.D. Hansel, a fan of many things and a creator of different things. So that's sort of where I've headed. And I've started it off just, you know, easing everyone into this so that those of you who've already followed my work will get something still familiar and Muppety at the start. So you're getting my talk with Brian J. Jones and Brian Reel at the University of Maryland. Uh, for now, soon my video essay on the movie Labyrinth will hopefully be coming to that channel. I've been working very hard on that for a very long time. It's taken a lot out of me because it looks like this video is going to be over an hour, but I'm happy with it because I'm going to be doing a very, very thorough analysis of this great Jim Henson film. And then from there, I'll just see where it goes. I could be talking about any number of films or maybe non-film things. I could talk about Disney fandom. I could talk about philosophy. I could really go anywhere and make any kind of video. And I like that freedom and I like that independence. So... That's where I've been, and more importantly, that's where I'm going. And now you know. Was that you too have, long like, and little, ranty and rambling? That was extremely long and ranty. I'm, I'm curious yeah. if you have the uh, little do-do-do-do-do kind of music after that, now you know. Oh, are you talking about like the rainbow in space? Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah uh, sure, let's play that now. Wow, that was I, I was so quick to jump on your joke, Steve, and just... Handle that so smoothly. That was good, yeah. So yeah. swimmingly. I bet mm -hmm. you no one even noticed that we had a whole discussion about it before I had the gag queued up. Why, JD, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm talking about the Muppet News this week. Well, we've got loads of news to talk about to cover everything that we missed while we were gone, but I'd like to start by talking a bit about Disney, particularly Disney Parks and Disney Parks fandom. Now, 
Some of you may have noticed that there was this great interview with Noel McNeil recently on the Defunct Land podcast. For those of you who don't know, the Defunct Land podcast is based on the Defunct Land YouTube series, which is about defunct theme park attractions. Um, and it's a really great series of videos, a great series of podcasts. It's all very well done. I've been listening for a while. Um, was watching a lot of those videos when I really, really should have been working on schoolwork at the university, but that's uh, neither here nor there. The point is, I should have said that's beside the point. The point is, since you that's really my line, apparently. Missed opportunity. S- Steve, Steve insists that that's the line I say all the time. I don't think I say it all that often, but it's, according come to on, Steve, it's I the say byline it of this show. It's the <laughs> the byline of this show is, but that's beside the point. The point is, yes. Apparently, that's my motto. Um, I, I, f- as I'm rebranding myself for the new YouTube channel, I'll make sure that's the slogan. That's beside Ugh. the point. The point is, I'm going to give another ten points to Steve. Thank you. <sighs> Tighten it up, JD. Tighten it up. Defunct Land also did a video for Defunct TV that was about uh, the Bear in the Big Blue House um, TV show and th- following theme park uh, shows. And both of these productions are great. My concern is that they're too great because. I don't know if you've noticed this, because I assume the rest of you haven't been keeping up with Disney Parks fandom as much as I have lately, but I feel like Disney Parks fandom is doing too much good Muppet content that I can't keep up with. I feel like, I I mean, I know that I've been out of the loop for a while, so most of this is on me, but like, there, the, the Noel McNeil interview on the Defunctland podcast is not the first podcast they've done about Muppet stuff, and the others are amazing. And then even in the YouTube sphere, you've got um, Tony Goldmark using clever Muppet jokes and Muppet music in half of his videos in ways that I only wish I was intelligent enough to think of. They, they, he used a bit of the magic store just as the background music when he was talking about the store in the Harry Potter land. How clever is that? It's funny because it's a magic store. It's just, it's the clever little things that I envy. And so I would like all of us to be on the lookout For any Disney Parks fans encroaching on our Muppet fan territory, they cannot take this fandom away from us. This is our fandom, and it is our place as Muppet fans to make the best Muppet fan content on the internet. Amen. And with that out of the way, did you guys know that Carol Spinney is retired? I had assumed. I mean, I I, I bring this up. It's kind of just taken as, it's just deemed as truth, right? Right, I, I bring this up because... That was actually mentioned in the Defunct Land interview with Noel McNeil. I'd never heard anything that even sounded halfway official before. It was always just suddenly Carol Spinney was not really doing stuff for Sesame Street and we didn't really know why. It was only when Noel McNeil says in the podcast that Carol Spinney has retired when I'm like, oh, maybe he's like officially retired. And by maybe, I mean... Noel McNeil said he's retired, so I'm going to take this as Carol Spinney's done. Um, I, yeah, I saw a couple of photos of him at a convention recently, and he doesn't look fit to perform anymore. No. Like he's, no. In a wheel, he's in a wheelchair now. Uh, he's, I think it is left hand. I, I don't know if it's arthritis. I don't know what it is. But his, uh, his left hand seems to have seized up, so it's in a, um, so it's like almost like a little claw. Um, so I, I hope he still maybe comes in and does a little bit of voiceover stuff like Jerry was doing towards the end. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I would like to think he will be able to do stuff for the 50th anniversary next year, but 
I think, yeah, I, I'm not surprised when to find out that he's officially retired. Because, well, I mean, I mean Carol Spinney. Oh, so, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, just to look at him now, he doesn't look like he's fit to perform anymore, which is a shame. But you also have to remember the man's in his mid eighties, well, and he's exactly. done yeah. a hell of a job. He has done a hell of a job, and, and like he's he was Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. He was in I wouldn't I don't know about Prime, but he was an amazing performance shape for decades beyond what most puppeteers you know will normally do like we all for a long time marveled just at the fact that he continued to do these characters so i mean he had a an incredible incredible run as a performer and uh, i guess just at a certain point the human body says especially for something as demanding as puppeteering says no you will no longer be doing this hope you had fun <laughs> now it's time to Hang it up and enjoy some retirement. Absolutely. And I mean, the man deserves his retirement. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. It's a shame because he never wanted to retire. But no, he deserves a good one. And that's why I think that's why I'm hoping that he still comes and does a little bit of voiceover. Yeah. That said, I think um, Eric Jacobson's Oscar is almost indistinguishable. I I know. I I, I was watching the the 4th of July III video that they made for some reason. Um, I don't understand it, but it exists. And I was like, is that that Eric's Oscar? Because it's only at the end when I could tell. Because it's just so scary close. And it's only Eric that's only ever done oscar besides carol is that true yes correct okay thought so i um i posted when we were doing the muppetational may stuff over on twitter i posted that my favorite recast was eric as oscar and i had so many people including ryan dozier who i would assume would have known this uh asked me I didn't uh, tell me they didn't realize that um that that was eric now and so i was sending sketches like videos to Ryan saying, well, yeah, this is Eric here. This is Eric here. And he was saying he just can't tell the difference. You really can't I tell. I think it's probably the best recast we've ever seen. Yeah, it it definitely is. It's really something special. I mean, I love a lot of the other recasts. Don't get me wrong. But Absolutely. man, I mean, it's just, but I mean, they really ought to have this guy doing some of the Frank Oz characters like Miss Piggy, because clearly he knows how to get those voices so close now since we were just talking about since they were just talking or i was just talking about some disney park stuff i think unfortunately we have to address um we have to address the sad news about the hot air balloon what about the hot air balloon well i'll tell you steve from toughpigs.com the iconic hot air balloon that sat atop Walt Disney World's Muppet Vision 3D attraction was once a beacon for Muppet fandom, bringing us toward the fantastic show and the hilarious Muppet theming around the area. Where we used to see this, now it's gone for the seemingly lame reason that it could be visible from the upcoming Star Wars land, thus taking park visitors out of the experience. The fact that the balloon was taken down in January of 2017 was a blow to Muppet fans, but at least we had the hope that something else could take its place, or that the balloon would find a new home somewhere else. We've learned that Walt Disney World is now selling limited edition vinyl pins that each contain a small piece of the balloon. That's right, someone at Disney decided to take a sledgehammer to it and sell off the remains to collectors. End they did quote. this in California, too, uh, with the Swedish chef's outfit from Muppet Vision 3D. I have a pin 
uh, Brian Babcock gave me a pin uh, of Muppet Vision, Muppet Vision 3D, and it has a little plastic bubble, and in that bubble is a tiny little square of the Swedish chef's little Swedish shirt that he wore. It's it's really kind of sad. Like this is just a weird thing because I'm I'm torn here. Well, There's this is what Disney does. Like... Disney destroys your dreams and then they sell you the pieces of those broken dreams. <laughs> Am I the only one who just doesn't think it's a big deal? Yes, no, you're you not. are. I, I don't think it's that big a deal. I know that Muppets are going away. I mean, I don't know, but I know that Muppets are going away from the Disney parks forever. So I'm, this is just all. This is a part of the grieving process for me. I, 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 I'm just. I mean, the thing was there for how long? For a good twenty-five, almost thirty years. And had a good it's run. Just, I'm. Yeah, it had a good run. It's time for it to go. That's fine. You know, things have to go away to make room for new things. It's just I'm torn That's how because things like, work. I, I, I kind of want to buy a piece of it, but then I just feel weird having a piece of this thing that they broke and then made money off of selling to me. I mean. Yeah. I just the whole thing just feels weird. It's unsettling. Like Welcome to see this is the other part of Disney fandom that they didn't tell you about, JD. What was that sound? That was me uh, closing the door. I'm going to do that line again. Uh, see, this yeah. is the part of Disney fandom that they didn't tell you about, <laughs> JD. What? I missed that. I said it sounded like you stepped on a dog. Oh, no, no. It really did. Like, I hear this dying cat or something in the background, and I'm like, is that what Steve's farts sound like now? <laughs> well, you'll know we'll in a use couple weeks, as, won't you? We'll uh, use that as the farting sound effect later in the uh in Okay, the we'll do, we'll do. Um, no, that I, I was just saying that that's the part that's the part of Disney fandom that they didn't tell you about when you got into this, JD. You mean that 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 they're going to just use me and abuse me and then uh charge you for it yes yeah yeah that's that's wrong well that's that's how it happens oh boy we don't care about your dreams wow thanks mickey i didn't know that we had this special guest joining us today and since we're talking about the Walt Disney Company, I suppose we should talk about the trailer for that new Walt Disney Company movie coming soon. Uh, the second Wreck-It Ralph film, which I believe is entitled Ralph Breaks the Internet. Breaks is the that... Internet. Yes. Oh, well, I'm so excited. I know, from me too. Muppet, from MuppetMindset.com, quoteth Jared Fairclough, Ask any of my friends and they'll tell you that Wreck-It Ralph is one of my top four favorite movies. No. How, what did you write, Jared? Do you remember what you wrote? Can you do this? I did. I, I said, ask. I'll, I'll read it for you because okay. I absolutely mean everything I wrote in this. Okay. Uh, ask any of my friends. They'll tell you that Wreck-It Ralph is one of my top four movies of all time. Yeah, there's the Muppet movie, The Big Sick, and The Martian. So I'm ecstatic that a sequel is coming later this year. Ralph breaks the internet. I've only Yesterday, seen one of your top four movies of all time. How has this happened? Oh, mate, The Big Sick and The Martian, two of the best films in the world. Um, but Wreck-It Ralph would be probably number two after the Muppet movie. Wow. Uh, but yesterday, well, not yesterday, but uh, on the June 5th or whatever it was, uh, Disney released their second trailer for the film, and it's chock full of Disney Easter eggs. There's Iron Man, Eeyore, Dumbo, and lo and behold, two of our favourite Muppets make little cameos. So we see, uh, next to Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, The Muppet Show. 
We can see Kermit the Frog's head floating above the old show's logo. Yeah, that one's then, pretty easy to see. And then... Yep, and then as Vanellope runs from Stormtroopers, I uh, get a glimpse of everyone's favourite hapless assistant, Beaker. And I didn't see that one until the third viewing of that trailer. It's it's very yeah. fast, but you see it's it, it's very like, quick. Oh my gosh, it's Beaker! Yeah. It is. So... This is really does that strange mean interesting. Does that mean the film will feature a B-plot where Victor Felix has to pick all the things Gonzo breaks as he does his stunts? No, no, it will not. No, it will not. Okay, and with that, thanks for that, Jared. You get really into your writing, don't you? Oh, I do. I Especially when it's about Wreck-It Ralph, because Wreck-It Ralph, genuinely, one of my favorite films. I keep meaning to see that. I'll watch it very soon and let you have know Have you not seen it? I have not. Go and watch it. I cry. <laughs> I it's did. an I excellent, cried excellent movie. You see, I was I'd so excited. I tell you what, I cried at, but I don't want to ruin it for you. I was so excited to see it when it came out, and then after I missed it in theaters, I'm like, well, is it really worth it to me now that I'm not going to get to see yes. it on the big screen? Yes. I've had yes. the DVD yes. sitting in my room yes. with me for ages. I'm looking at the DVD right now. It's not even tucked away on a shelf or something. It's sitting on my desk waiting for me. But I just haven't gotten to it, so I guess this is the time. This week, I'll watch Wreck-It Ralph for you. Deal? Deal. All right, and I promise to pretend to like it, so you won't hate me any more than you already do, because that would be scary. Damn right. I don't want to know what that looks like. But I find this trailer interesting, because it's not just that they're showing you fandom, as as I understand it. They're not just, like, showing you the different fandoms of the internet. It looks like they've all sort of grouped these fandoms into the, um, sort of the Disney blog space, specifically the space for the Oh My Disney blog. And so they're sort of taking fandom, the different parts of Disney fandom, I should say, and showing that these are all part of Oh My Disney. Like the whole thing is an advertisement for sort of Disney's ownership over their own fandom, which is very strange because usually we think of fandom as something that's sort of organic, that comes from you know, the diverse voices interacting with one another. And here, yeah, Disney is sort of... With Disney, yeah, it's a product. They're definitely giving us this narrative, or at least they're visually showing us this narrative in which Disney fandom is something controlled by, or that should be controlled by, Disney itself. Which is just... It's unsettling to me because it's well, like... Well, again, if they, welcome to Disney fandom, JD. I know, I know. But if Disney is sending out a message with this big movie that lots of people are going to see that they have fandom under control, thank you very much, they have the Muppet fandom down, they can run the Muppet fandom themselves, then, again, I feel like the Muppet fandom is under attack and needs to stand up for itself because it's only a matter of time before official Disney people come and start taking our jobs, dang it. Hey, remember that time when the Muppet cast wasn't on Radio Disney? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just want to make sure that our our species, so to speak, isn't going to go extinct. So I got to oh keep an eye on gosh, Disney and how really? they control the narrative. What? Our what? species. Our, our, uh, the, the Muppet fan species. Oh, so now we're a species to you, huh? We're not even human. Is that what you're saying? Racist. I am a speciesist, not a racist. Let me be very clear about that. But before I offend everyone else, here's a commercial that's sure to offend you. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Coming soon to HBO, a new alternative to your alternative facts. It's your fake refuge from the fake news, Elmo Wars. Why are we worrying about the president having a military parade? The feminists are already doing it. You see them right here on Sesame Street with their guns and their anti-man signs. It's time for America to hear the fuzzy red truth with Elmo Jones saying what he can't say on Sesame Street. They're poisoning the water and it's turning Kermit the Frog gay. It's Elmo as you've never seen him before. The time for cooperation is over. This is the beginning of the end. And if you don't open your eyes, the end will end. Thursdays at 9, only on HBO. Uh, until he gets canceled. And then he'll be on YouTube. You know, whatever. It's the liberal universities indoctrinating the millennials so they won't have kids. They know if there are fewer people, the vampires can take us down. That's why these 20-year-olds are having smaller families, and they don't even know it. Also, the Jews own everything! Don't miss Elmo Wars. Brought to you by Brain Damage, we presume, and white trash like you. Hello, I'm Thomas. Hello, I'm Ethan. And we're Thomas and Ethan of Thomas and Ethan's Voices of British Persons. We're a couple of impressionists from England with one mission, providing great British voices. That's our business. If you need a voice that sounds like a British person, we can provide that voice. We can sound like lots of different British people. Don't believe us? Here's John Cleese. Hi, I'm John Cleese. They can sound like lots of different British people. Just kidding, that wasn't John Cleese, it was Ethan. Yes, it was, but don't take our word for it. Here's Elton John. Hi, I'm Elton John. That wasn't John Cleese, it was Ethan. Elton John is another one of the voices we like to do. He's pretty groovy. Is he groovy? Let's confirm that. Here's Julie Andrews. Hi, I'm Julie Andrews. He's pretty groovy. Some of our other voices include Michael Caine. Hi, I'm Michael Caine. Sir Patrick Stewart. Hi, I'm Sir Patrick Stewart. The Rolling Stones. Hi, I'm the Rolling Stones. I own her CLE. Wait a minute, Ethan. Are you sure she's British? Nah, that's right. She's famously from Somalia. And I think the Netherlands is where she lives now. That's a little different. Yes, it is. Here's Edgar Wright. Hi, I'm Edgar Wright. That's a little different. Yes, it is. Here's the end of the commercial. Hi, I'm Ethan. And I'm Thomas. And we're Thomas and Ethan's Voices of British Persons. Visit our website at www.gov.uk. Hi, I'm Emma Watson. No, we're done with that bit now, Ethan. Oh. And that's the story of how I saved Barack Obama's life three times. Wow. You know what, management voice? I was wrong about you. I'm sorry for snapping at you before. I think you're pretty alright. Still no Casey Kasem, though. J.D., you better watch it if you don't want me to tell Jared about the impression of Jared Hey, we're back! Hi, everyone! While we were away, I've taken the time to put together a better argument for the existence of Happy Time. And it's based on some news we never got the chance to cover while I was away. Now, everybody, close your eyes and imagine with me. Imagine a movie that's like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but uglier stupider, and filled with excessive raunchy humor and swearing and sexual content. That movie is called Cool World, and that's beside the point. The point is, the new trailer for Happy Time Murders is out now, so let's take a listen. I love singing and dancing. Hiya, folks! Fifty cents, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> well, it's a great price. It almost makes me wish I had a dick for you to suck. Or take that as a yes. <laughs> you two are the most decorated offices in this department. What do you see? Looks like a robbery gone wrong to me. This wasn't a robbery, this was a hit. Welcome! Someone out there <gasps> is killing puppets. 
Hey, handsome. You looking for some rotten cotton? I'm a woman. That's okay. Yeah, that's even better. Got a good time for you. <laughs> We're gonna catch the bastards who did these murders. Because bodies are gonna start piling up. You're one of the best cops I've ever seen. Oh, I'll have your badge for this. I'm in the fucking FBI. Oh yeah, what's that stand for? Fucking big idiots. <laughs> It's crazy, I'm gonna go crazy as God, are you all right? I ruptured my hymen. This pure ecstasy. I'm not doing this. Do it. Oh, sorry about your dead human friend, Phillips. That is good Well, f me. Maybe. <laughs> He's Phil in. He's servicing a client. Is that what I think it is? Here I go. 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 God, Cool World's a terrible film. Cool World is so bad. Oh God, yeah. Um, and I can't stand it. And I'm, I'm, and yet I almost appreciate its visuals more than I appreciate the visuals in this trailer for Happy Time Murders. I don't like, think it's merited being uh, shortcutted to Happy Time. It needs to say "Happy Time Murders." We don't have to recut it now, but like from now on, it, it, it's not cool enough to have a nickname. That was a painful trailer to have to sit through. I just how Jared, how did you stand it? This this is this is going to be uh, controversial considering how often I like to swear on this podcast. I thought the swearing was too gratuitous. Wow, <gasps> folks, write that one it. down. We, we did, did it! it. We found something too gratuitous for Jared! Everybody look around, cause there's a reason to rejoice, you see. There's what there's one point where John McHale's character says, I'm with the fing FBI. And there was no need for that for that. It looked like he just thought of saying the word fing like a half of a second before it came out of his yes. mouth. And he almost yeah, and flubbed then, the line. And then Bill Beretta's character straight afterwards says, Oh fing big idiot. Alright, that's two within the space of <laughs> right. about three and seconds. That joke, now that joke was funny. If I was in eighth grade, that would be hilarious. Right. It's telling that they played this trailer before Deadpool 2. Like, because, you know, Deadpool surely got a lot of people who were comic book fans who were curious about what that movie would be like. It got a lot of people who were interested in seeing this unique moment in film history. 
But the Deadpool 2 audience, I think, is going to be mostly the middle schoolers who who want to see more stupid, dirty jokes um, and needlessly raunchy stuff. So that's that's kind of where we are now. Is Maybe. This this movie is is for the crowd that just thinks that swearing is funny because it's it's funny. Um, it's interesting to me the the logic of the comedy here because you see the reason why it's okay for them to make the Happy Time Murders movie even though it's really dirty is because puppets aren't just for kids. But the reason why it's funny is because they're swearing and puppets are just for kids. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You're playing both sides, which is what I mean. I mean, Jim kind of did that, but he did it, wow, way better than this. Yeah. Yeah. There is a way to do the kind of thing that they're doing, and to some extent, the Henson Company's done it before. I don't think this is it, but Jared, you uh, had a piece up on the mindset where you uh, sort of presented another side to this, which is the trailer is actually not telling of the whole thing, and there might, believe it or not, be some heart in this movie. Is that right? Right. Right, so I spoke to someone who worked on the film. I won't tell you his name just for his own sense of anonymity, but he was one of the uh, puppeteers on it. And he said that that trailer has been made to be shocking and to be dirty, to get everyone's attention, whereas he doesn't believe, having obviously worked on the entire thing and read the whole script, he doesn't think that that trailer is indicative of what the entire film is. He reckons that they basically... The best way he described it was you take, you know, you look at Avenue Q. I'm assuming you're both very familiar with Avenue Q. Very. Sure. Right. He said, imagine Avenue Q, but they made a trailer that just includes the internet is for porn and the sex scene. He said, that's pretty much what it feels like the marketing team have done. Okay. But it's not like, and well, I shouldn't say this because I know, because I don't know, but it's not like this trailer was shown to Brian Henson and he said, okay, yep, that, that, that looks good. That'll go out. I mean, it, this couldn't get past the powers that be at the Henson Company. Am I, am I right about that? Like, Henson looked Probably. at this and gave approval. So right. it's, it's on them, right? Uh, I, but, I mean, they could only have so much power if they weren't the people doing the distribution and the marketing, really. Like... I, I certainly it was it was probably not Brian Henson who thought, hey, you know what? Let's have right at the beginning of the trailer um, from the director of Muppet Christmas Carol. That won't confuse anybody. Right, Most likely right. that was going to be the marketing company that said this is what we're doing because it's for the best. And they showed it to the Henson company and the Henson company's like, well, we're not the best at marketing. So who are we to complain? <laughs> I'm not happy with the way that this film has been presented. Like, it's one thing if that's just one of the trailers, but then you need an alternate trailer that makes it look like the movie isn't crap. Because as it is now... This is all we've the seen. Trailer, the trailer... As it is now, the trailer is the interesting thing. Like, yes, they've gotten a lot of people to look at the trailer, but people are looking at the trailer for the trailer's sake, not so much for the movie's sake. Like, right now, it's big. Everyone knows about Happy Time Murders. And I think what we're going to see is that over the next few months, that's going to stay the same. Everyone will know about Happy Time Murders, but everyone will feel like they already understand the whole point of the movie and why it was made and what it's doing. So as long as they've seen the trailer, people are going to feel like they don't have to see the movie because they weren't shown a movie. They were just shown profane puppets who... I, I don't know. I guess they think that the, the the prostitutes being interested in women as well as men somehow qualifies as a joke 
that gets to count as humor somehow. I don't see how, but this well, is where we are now. It's not something with heart, it's something with silly string, and that's all we know. I cannot believe that the words silly string ejaculation are words that I have to say now, because I'm just J.D. Said Hansel. Them. You just said it. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. What did you just say? I just said the words silly string ejaculation. Oh my god, he said it again! I know, and I'm not comfortable with this. I find it very interesting that in the trailer for it, they don't actually say the word Brian Henson. That's true, they don't. They just um, keep on mentioning the Muppet connection, and then there's the whole No Sesame All Street, which oh, I'm assuming we'll get to shortly. We'll we get we to will that get shortly. to that, yes, yes. But this also we'll had something there. very interesting at the very end of the trailer, a release date. Well, you know, Steve, that actually brings me to this second argument. You see, this trailer played in a movie theater. It played before a movie, and it's gotten loads yeah. of media attention, so everybody's expecting it. Now, they've announced a release date, August 17th, so now everyone knows when to expect it. At this point, everybody who's anybody knows the movie is coming, so it's gotta happen now, right, Steve? Actually, actually, no, it does not. Believe it or not, and you might remember this, this is not the first trailer they released for the Happy Time Murders. Back in No, back in 2013, they released another trailer, and that one said it was coming in the summer of that year. So in short, we've learned from this the same lesson as always. Expected release dates don't mean anything, especially when they come from the Jim Henson Company, and having a trailer is not the same as having a movie. Uh, but but this is different. H- have you seen all the trailer reactions on YouTube? I mean, now everyone on the internet thinks this movie is going to happen. <sighs> you know, J.D., You can talk about everyone if you want. Everyone isn't really all that smart of a group. The whole uh, appeal to the majority thing is a a logical fallacy. I know you are well-read, and I know you know what that means. Also, I I I think I read that the release date they planned for this has already been moved back. Is that not true, Jared? Yes, it is. It's now August 24th. Uh, See? See? This is what I'm saying. If they've postponed this by one week... They could just keep moving it back to the next week, and the next week, and the next week for the rest of our lives, making sure that no one ever sees this movie. You know what? A solid argument. 200 points to Steve. Woo! How have you gone from 10 points to 200? Uh, 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 Stop doubting me, okay? You just lost 4 billion points. Oh, man. Well, at least it's fair. So, NBC News recently released a little video talking about how Sesame Place is now autism-free. No, not autism-free. That would be completely different. No. (laughs) Not that. Not that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No. Sesame Place. Oh, Lord. It's it's autism-friendly. It's a certified center. I'm going to stop right now. Okay. Oh, no, no. Keep it all. Keep it all. You have to keep that. That is going in the show. No. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, the Jim Henson retro spectacle happened in New Zealand, and I know nothing about it. Does anyone here know what happened at the retro spectacle? Yes, I do, and I can't tell you any about it because I have been sworn to secrecy. Darn it. Steve, do you know anything? I know less than you do about it. Tell you what, if you want to know more, I will find you a link. Uh, our friend Abigail Morn went to it and wrote a fantastic uh, long 
piece on basically the entire uh, main show they did. All right. And we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes. Now, speaking of fun Jim Henson celebratory things, the Jim Henson exhibition is coming to Los Angeles. This is fun. So, uh, from toughpigs.com, very soon, Muppet fans in the Los Angeles, California area will be able to see Henson-related puppets, sketches, scripts, and various other artifacts in person as the touring Jim Henson exhibition, Imagination Unlimited, will be making a stop at the Skirball... Yeah, I think that's how you say it. That's Skirball how you say it, Cultural yes. Center. Yeah. The Skirball... And it's here. Great it's opportunity here now. For... It's, it's there. It is now there from June 1st. That's before now, to September 2nd. And they've already got a bunch of fun events planned. Uh, the um, Muppet Movie Film Screening, June 29th. The Labyrinth Film Screening, July 13th. And I can't remember exactly when it is, Steve, but I think you and I have tickets to see a Fraggle we Rock do. event with Dave Goles and Karen Prell. We sure do. We're going to go see the Fraggle Rock panel talk with uh, Karen Prell and Dave Goles. And then, you forgot the best part, JD, after that... It's one of my favorite events of the entire summer, the Big Dark Crystal oh. Sing-Along! Yes, the Dark Crystal Sing-Along! All right, are you ready, Steve? We're going to practice right now. You ready for this? Okay, let's sing, let's sing the theme song. You ready? Let's sing the theme song. Okay. One, two, two three. Three. Dum, uh, I was just singing the radio cut. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought we were going all the way. I was no, getting ready no, for No, no, I wasn't along. doing the Stairway to Heaven version. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of singing along to Jim Henson films, apparently there are plans to make Labyrinth into a musical, which is weird because Labyrinth Cause is already, already a musical. A musical. So, but now they're going to make it a stage musical so that Sarah can finally get an I Want song, meaning we're getting even more whining from Sarah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, it's just what no, we No, actually, need. It's, it's interesting. When I was working on the Labyrinth video essay recently, I noticed that this is the only musical I can think of in which the main character, protagonist, hero, doesn't have her own song at all. She doesn't sing a note. Like, what kind of a musical is that? I understand why they did it, because, you know, David Bowie is far more musically talented. In fact, um, th they were going to have Sarah sing a song in one of the early versions of the script. Um, it's, she was going to do like a little lullaby or something, but that ended up getting cut. And Jennifer Connelly thinks it may have something to do with the fact that she can't sing. Just then maybe. again, that hasn't stopped many, many people though. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking is like, now you can't sing. That's fine. We'll auto tune you till kingdom come. Oh, and yes. that's how we got beauty and the beast. Sorry, yeah. a computer. I mean, Emma Watson as bell. Yeah. Hey, all right. Now, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I think we're all ready to start wrapping this show up, so let's get to our last story. Today in Dogs Biting Their Own Tails, one Jim Henson production recently sued another Jim Henson production. Sort of. So, uh, you may have heard about this or read about it, apparently Sesame Workshop sued STX, so it wasn't them suing the Jim Henson company or anything like that. That would be weird because, like, the... The Happy Time Murders puppets were built in the same room where the Sesame Street puppets are built yeah, by the same yeah. company. Like, think about the awkward tension in that room with Elmo eyeing the the, the Happy Time puppets whose names escape me. Um, because they don't have names. They just have the, crude jokes. 
Yeah, basically, they took a profane word and used that to mark each and every. So there's like yes. an F word character. Um, there's a C you know, word anyway. character. There's a booger character. There's a. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, as I understand it, the the issue was about not something that the Henson Company did, but what STX did with their tagline, um, "No Sesame All Street," which right, we right. should all be able to agree was a stupid tagline, or at it least was I a think. stupid tagline. Like it was. It was a stupid really... tagline for a stupid movie that doesn't even exist. I mean, they just it's it's I'm almost kind of glad that STX got sued for this. Like, I'm kind of happy that it was that it was happening just because, like, people need to know that the Muppet name matters. And when you start throwing the word Sesame around, you're going to confuse people, confusing people into thinking that Sesame made something that they didn't. It could possibly hurt Sesame. And that's not okay. And we don't want that. Here's where my biggest issue lied with the whole thing. In that same conversation I had with the guy who worked on the film, he yeah. said to me, Brian Henson made real careful effort to not have any Muppet references in this film whatsoever. At right. one point, apparently, um, Melissa McCarthy improved a line about Kermit and Miss Piggy, and he said, that was really funny, but we can't use it. At one point, someone in the set department had put on... Uh, put up a poster of Kermit, and he said, uh, can we take that down? I just, I don't want any references to Kermit or the Muppets or Sesame Street in this whole thing. But then, for some reason, if he doesn't want that, why is it okay for the marketing team to do it? Right, and exactly. So, and that's what really bothers me about the marketing team. As I'm I just... said in the, as I said in the, um, in that article, don't crap on Jim's legacy for a cheap joke. Right, right. Which is why I'm kind of disappointed that STX won this. Absolutely. So am I. I could have sworn Sesame could win this. And, I mean, I was accused on multiple, you know, multiple comment sections of being, you know, I was clutching my pearls and I was being, you know, a snowflake and crap like that, which is ridiculous. Well, I I had no issue... Go ahead. With the film. I have no issue with puppet swearing. I, as I said earlier, Avenue Q, you know, I know very well. But, you know, the No Sesame All Street is just a cheap gag that really doesn't need to be there. And it isn't indicative of what the film is, according to the person that worked on it. Well, I'm just disappointed that STX won because I really wanted to see the Happy Time Murders die in this project. I just... I really wanted to see this get canceled. Steve. What? Why do you want to see them get canceled if you don't believe that? Wait a minute, Steve. Do you hate Happy Time Murders? Of course I hate Happy Time Murders. Isn't that obvious that I hate Happy Time Murders? Well, how can you hate something that doesn't even exist? You're not an a Happy Time Murders-ist. You're an anti-Happy Time Murders-ist, aren't you? So why do you hate him, huh? Why do you hate him? You, you want to know why? Because Happy Time Murders took everything away from me. Uh, what? This, 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 how does, how does it, this feels weird. How does that work? Is, when I was weird. eight years old, Happy Time Murders embarrassed me in front of all my friends because I couldn't laugh at the trailer. Oh, is he? Steve, Steve, you're you're mixing up your childhood memories 
with Tex Richmond's childhood memories from that deleted scene we talked about. Remember? Wait, hold the on. The scene? Let, let me ask my assistants about this. Hey, Deadly, they're saying that I'm mixing up my Bobo, come here, come here. These guys over here, they're saying oh, that I'm mixing so up much my sense. memories with a guy <sighs> in a... Wait. This, this explains so much. Hold on. I don't think they're actually over there. I was looking for Deadly and Bobo, and I don't see them, but I'm, I'm expecting to see them over... Th Steve, we've been over this. You're not Tex Richmond. My dad is. Oh, gosh, that's right. I keep getting my, my childhood mixed up with yours. Ah, one what? more... Steve, uh. Steve, this is a good thing. This is a good thing. Now, yeah. you can stop denying the existence of Happy Time Murders and just accept it. Well, that's true, I guess. And you know, you know what? If it's real, then I can just hate it for existing. Yes. Oh, that's so much better. JD, thank you so much. You, you've helped me so much today. Of course. I really appreciate Anytime, you, man. So, so would, you, would you like to just, you know, tell us a little bit now, now that you believe about what you think about the Happy Time Murders movie? You want to know why I think about it? Yeah, sure. Just just tell us. Give us your opinion. I can't stand it. Okay, first of all, you've clearly got Kevin Clash in that mix. We all heard shh, that voice. Shh, and speaking shh, of Kevin shh, Clash, what are these f***ing bunnies that are doing? What, do they have a couple left over from the tail of the bunny picnic? And... Silly string puppet cum. Is that where we really are? Silly string puppet cum. Oh, I don't know any of these characters' names. That god prostitute's tongue was definitely a fake. I should know. Steve, we don't and normally then, talk this way on this on podcast. On top of that, the fucking FBI. I mean, I do, so it's it's. I the think Steve's gonna get us all in trouble. FBI. I'm gonna cut his audio track. Right, right now, I'm, just I'm not okay with any right. of this. Okay, he's gone. Um, right. Well, we're finally at the end of the show. I think, um, Jared, would you? Uh, would you would would you like to tell us, you know, your, your how to find you? You can find me on MuppetMindset.com, uh, Facebook.com slash MuppetMindset, Twitter.com slash MuppetMindset, Instagram is MuppetMindset. Everything's basically MuppetMindset. You type that in, you'll find me. Yep. All right. Well, uh, let's see if I can get Steve to to uh, give us his info. I'm going to try turning him on again. Steve? And what if she had a d and then she takes ecstasy and Steve, dies. Steve, and then she's Steve, gonna... Steve, Steve, Steve. What? I, I need you to just do, just uh, stop ranting for a minute so we can do the outro. Well, you asked for this. Now I've got a few more things to say. And if okay, you're gonna... Okay, Steve, Steve, I... Steve. What? What? You're gonna stop and tell us how to find you online right now, or else I'm gonna send this podcast to your friend Gene Beretta. Hey, this has been Steve Swanson from The Muppet Cast and FanPress.co. You can find both of those podcasts still out there online. And uh, stay tuned very soon for the Get Back podcast at GetBackBand.net, Facebook.com slash GetBackLA. All right. And with that, I'm J.D. Hansel, and I'm Killing Puppets. Okay. And we're done. Yeah. We're in the clear. We're finally done. Just Woo! barely made it because I'm nearly out of time on the mic. I'm going to turn it off right now. Right.
Hey everybody, J.D. Hansel here. So I noticed that we never got the chance to discuss the whole idea of a new Muppet show coming to the Disney streaming platform. It's funny because that's sort of what my whole, well, not just sort of, that's what my whole opening was about. My whole cold open with the imagination with fandom bit was focused just on that. And I'm sorry we never got the chance to discuss it. We were really pressed for time. This was actually a very, very long podcast to record, even though it's one of our shorter episodes. Maybe I'll release the outtakes at some point and you'll hear a little bit about why it went so long. But there were a lot of laughs this time. We had a lot of fun discussing the topics we did talk about. As for that particular subject, I can't really speak for Jared or for Steve, but as for myself... I don't know that I necessarily need The Muppet Show exactly as it was in the 1970s to come back. If they do a new Muppet series for the streaming platform, and I have no idea whether or not they will, um, I would like to see them trying to do something with The Muppets that maybe we haven't seen before. That would be interesting, because I do feel like all previous attempts at making a TV show about The Muppets... Apart from the Muppet Baby series, which seem like they're sort of their own separate thing, it's always been, let's do the Muppet Show over again. Let's do a different version of the Muppet Show with some new characters or a new stylization or something. I don't think that's for the best, personally. I think that, you know, how, how, you can take something that worked really well in the Muppet Show, like the episodes in which they did a fairy tale, for example, and you could make a whole series out of, you know, this week the Muppets are doing... Maybe not Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, they already did that on the Brooke Shields episode of The Muppet Show. But, you know, The Muppets are doing... Man, they've already done The Wizard of Oz, too. Crap. Okay, perhaps that was a bad example. But I really do feel like you could get a whole series out of The Muppets telling different stories. Like The Storyteller, but with The Muppets. Or there are just so many different things you can do with these characters. They lend themselves to a lot. So if there's going to be a new show on the streaming service, again, I don't know at all whether or not there will be. I'd like to see it be a bit more imaginative. Now, I guess if I had to speculate as to whether or not there would be a new show for the streaming service, I can see why they would do it. I can understand why they would want to have content on the streaming service so that all of their uh, different properties are represented, all the different franchises that they've bought recently. And now that they've put the Muppets in the uh, Wreck-It Ralph sequel as one of the main Disney fandoms, I feel like... They probably really want to take advantage of that. They should probably... It's in their best interest to show that they have some good Muppet content to offer to round out the Disney company's properties. And they're probably not willing to do that with the ABC Muppet Show because people don't really think very fondly of that series, I don't think. They probably wouldn't see the appeal of having that on this new service. It wouldn't make the Disney company look good if that was their only Muppet property there. They're probably not going to put the original Muppet show up there because, well, if they were going to do that, they would be giving us more DVDs. So I think that with where they are in terms of music rights, um, yeah, we're not very likely to see any 1970s episodes up there, which is fine. I've got the DVDs. Um, I mean, it would be nice to see seasons four and five up there, but... I'm not fighting that fight anymore because you got to choose your battles and that's just not a battle worth fighting. So yeah, if they're going to want to put some Muppet content on their streaming service, and I think they are, then they're going to have to come up with something new, at least if they want television up there. If they want movies up there, obviously they could just put up the old movies, but I can see why they would have an interest in doing a TV show. I just have no idea whether or not they're going to go through with it. 
but if there's more news on that, then certainly uh, Jared and Steve and I, uh, or, or whoever happens to be on the podcast with me next, can discuss that one. So uh, that's about all I have to say about that. And now, here's a little outtake to give you a little taste of some of the fun we had behind the scenes for this episode. All right, take care. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, from there, Fair enough. we're Are going into Elmo Wars. Are we doing this? We're doing it, Steve. Oh, yes. Time okay. for Elmo Wars. All right, you ready? I'm scrolling down. All right. Are you okay with the slight changes I made to the script, Steve? Um. Well, if you I'm see any jealous. changes you want to make, then we'll do it. Let's okay. just record this commercial now, then we're actually going to really go on break, because i got to use the restroom. Then I'll come back to a little bit more writing and preparing, and then we'll uh, move towards the end, okay? Here we go. Coming soon to HBO, a new alternative to your alternative facts. It's your fake refuge from the fake news, Elmo Wars. Why are we worrying about the president having a military parade? The feminists are already doing it. You see them right here on Sesame Street with their guns and their anti-man signs. (laughs) 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 Okay. Here we go. It's time for a... No. It's time for America to hear the fuzzy red truth with Elmo Jones saying what he can't say on Sesame Street. They're poisoning the water and it's turning Kermit the Frog gay. (laughs) (laughs) It's Elmo as you've never seen him before. The time for cooperation is over. This is the beginning of the end, and if you don't open your eyes, the end will end. Do that a little more punctuate. The end will end. And if you don't open your eyes, the end will end. That's good. Thursdays at 9, only on HBO. Uh, until he gets canceled. And then he'll be on YouTube. You know, whatever. It's the liberal universities indoctrinating the millennials so they won't have kids. They know if there are fewer people, the vampires can take us down. That's why these 20-year-olds are having smaller families, and they don't even know it. Also, as a side note, the Jews own everything. Oh, do that again. What should I do again? What's Just do also the Jews own everything. Okay. Also, the Jews own everything. Don't miss Elmo Wars. No, I want to do that again. Okay. Also, the Jews own everything. Don't don't miss Elmo Wars. Brought to you by Brain Damage, we presume, and white trash like you. Thank you. That was fun. I like that. That was a good one, yeah. Yeah. I like that commercial. That was funny. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, the night we came up with this, Jared, it was so much oh, worse. Gosh. It was amazing. It was embarrassingly bad. Can I ask mm-hmm. where Elmo Jones came from? Because it's Alex Jones that does InfoWars. Okay, I don't well, I don't know what that is. But okay. Oh, so you don't know what we're spoofing at I, all. I, I, I vaguely know the sort of thing you're spoofing. Oh, but, my God. Yeah. No, this, this is based out on things that a real guy like a real fake YouTube news show has like screamed into a microphone. It's hilarious. Like about oh, really? Gay, like that was something that was actually 
Oh, I remember the turning the frogs gay thing. Yeah. Right, that's Alex Jones of InfoWars. Oh. That's a shame. So I, we made Elmo Jones of Elmo Wars. Like, Alex Jones actually has... Oh, yes, yes, I know that guy. He gets all red That's in the face shame. screaming about stuff. Yeah. He, he's, he went on ranting about space vampires one time on a podcast, so... Yeah. I oh, yeah. Joe just Rogan decided had him put, on his show one time. Yes. Just got him real high, and it was... Oh, it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that clip of him on Joe Rogan. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, I might listen to that whole show sometime. Um, yeah. I So I had to throw vampires in here. You did. Um, yes. Steve insisted that I have the line, the Jews own everything in here. <laughs> I don't get it. Because Elmo's oh. screaming, the Jews own everything, is beyond hilarious. Is this the fuckwit who said that the Sandy Hook thing was fake? This is that same guy, yeah. Possibly? Ah, ew. I hate that dude. Well, yeah, naturally, of course. Yes, of course. And you're right to do so. But that's why I have to have Elmo saying the same kind of thing that he says. Because it's funny. Yeah, okay. It's funny. I'm thinking it would be really funny to do... If this segment goes well, if we get any positive feedback and little negative feedback from Elmo Wars, then I want Elmo to have an advice section on the show. (gasps) Specifically, yes. Drunk Elmo. Oh my god. And now, Advice with Drunk Elmo. JD, we're not waiting on anyone's approval for that. We're just doing it. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, Advice from Drunk Elmo. <laughs> and another thing. Like, for whatever reason. Oh, Elmo's man. screaming into the microphone when he sounds out drunk. It's just such a funny thing. I mean, I, I can't think of anything that could be funnier. I mean, I don't know why I'm drunk. I'm not even full. Elmo, 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 I am cutting you off. No. No. Oh, yeah. No, you don't need to go. Elmo, Elmo, go home. Oh, okay. fuck, I will go that's Charlie. Doesn't matter if Elmo goes home because Elmo's got a secret stash. What do you think Dorothy's swimming around in, sucker? <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, booze! Oh, my God. Yes, yes, this has to happen. Yeah, that needs to be a thing. See, see, that ball is the liquor, and everything in Elmo's world, that all comes from the drugs. See, this is what we have to, this is what Muppet fans talking has to turn into, JD. We've got to have more fun like this.